welcome to the odd and offbeat podcast. Hey, hey, oddballs, welcome to the Odd and Off Beat Podcast. I was by myself, Mr. Matthew Baker, and the ever-delirious Louis Fox. That's right. I'm like a good Eddie Murphy uh, stand-up special. Second one, not the first one. <laughs> Where he was still figuring out who Eddie Murphy was. <laughs> I always wonder, like, do you think if Eddie Murphy did stand-up now... Mm-hmm. With taking all that time off, do you think he'd be good? Oh, like if he came back to it? Yeah. It's hard because are you going to see Eddie Murphy or are you going to see a stand-up? Well, that, that's always the problem, right? Like, you know, like when Jerry Seinfeld like t- returned after not doing stand-up for, you know, 11 years, you know, it was like he was getting standing ovations just for walking out. And then it's like he had to sort of figure out, am I getting laughs from the material or am I getting laughs because I'm Jerry Seinfeld? Yeah, you know? so that's a tough one. I think... I think people would like Eddie Murphy still. Yeah, I mean, he's such a character, and he has so many voices and act-outs, I think it's hard not to. I think even if the material was subpar, I think he would... This is the inside talk we're we're doing (laughs) right here on this podcast. Exactly. Uh, I only said uh, the reason I said delirious is because you just got back from New Orleans where it looked like you didn't quite sleep so much. You were at the uh, Sideshow Festival. Yeah, and... I did get some sleep. Uh, my roommate didn't. But <laughs> so we get to this Airbnb and it's missing a bed. There's 10 oh, of wow. us in the spot. Nine of you? 10. 10 of you in one Airbnb. Yeah. And okay. it's missing a bed. So we have nine beds and 10 people. Oh, no. Or, or we had we had a cost well, less, less than nine beds. Did you do Russian roulette it to see who's get the uh, you know gets the 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 floor? So someone volunteered for a couch. There was like a weird like like therapist couch. Uh huh. So they took it the last night. Some people had left early, so we had freed up rooms. I noticed underneath my weird sofa bed. I was already in a sofa bed. Underneath the sofa bed, there was a slide out secret bed. Oh, man, this whole time you were double bedding it? You were hogging two beds. So many beds. Who hides a bed under the sofa bed? It makes the bed more comfy if you put a bed under the bed. You didn't know that? But under my mattress, so it was like my mattress thing, and there was plywood under like the sofa bed pull-out part because it didn't close. And then, um, so yeah, mine was super hard. I did not. That's what all all that, uh, the sort of memory foam is they just cut up old beds from like goodwill and stuff and then they put it in there and so it's like <laughs> it's, it remembers pre- it previously it remembers being a bed old, what it was like as an old bed <laughs> <laughs> so how, how's the baby duty what's going on uh today is tuesday we're recording this the day this comes out louis actually it should have come out like five gone. hours ago Yes, you've been gone, and uh, we've had a very uh, upset baby around, and so I'm on baby duty today, so that's why we're doing a rerun. Well, you can tell Elvis I'm back in town. She, she can calm down. Okay, okay. That's she was. That's why she was worried. She was like, I don't know. I don't think he's sleeping very well on this pull-out bed. <laughs> he's got another bed underneath there. it. He's, how can, he's how can you sleep in a place with 10 people? <laughs> That's right. So now that you're back home, it's, uh, I think she'll be a little bit more chill. Yes. Yes. So this is a, a throwback episode, as I like to call it. 
Yeah, and you know, the reason we only decide to do these reruns is because Louie and I, I got the baby now, and Louie is out, you know, drinking and watching sideshow performers do weird stuff. Uh, and uh, he's not dedicated enough. <laughs> and the internet was horrible in New Orleans. <laughs> so let's get to one of our previous episodes, Louie. Let's do it. Get to some weird news. This story comes from CBSAustin.com. That's a news source more reliable than a crackhead's rent check. So you're saying crackheads can't keep... They're not reliable with paying the bills? Man. I know, it's very um, crackist of me. I'm, I'm sorry. Yes, that is very crackheadist of you. Yeah, I know. You know, so speaking <laughs> of ists, uh, when I was in uh, New York, or in Washington, D.C., I went to the, one of the Smithsonian buildings, mm-hmm. and they had the Swedish chef from the Muppets. Uh-huh. And I'm like... That's probably super racist and offensive. Why? Because he's essentially doing the fake talk and the smear to more, more, more. Like he's mocking a language for laughs. Is uh, I'm trying to think of the chef. What does he look like? It looks like he's got like squinty eyes, like he's super high, a big mustache. Okay. And he throws stuff around. And gotcha. He's, like, and he's white. Yes. It's a white puppet. Ginger. He's a ginger. Yep. And he makes fun of a language. Yes. And you or it's think just like if they had an Asian puppet just going ching chong ching chong. But what what language is he making fun of? Swedish. Oh, gotcha. And are I, you sure that he's not actually speaking Swedish? I googled it. Okay. <laughs> you googled boing jang boing. Yeah. That's what you googled. <laughs> I held my phone on Google Translate. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> like, are you watching the Muppets? Well, and here's, wait. So do they have the actor there or the Muppet the, itself? The Muppet itself. <laughs> the actor's just there in a glass. I don't know. You ask him questions. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he's in the mummy exhibit. You know, because sometimes they'll have like guest speakers. Like when I was at the Holocaust Museum in D.C., mm-hmm. they had a Holocaust survivor there okay. that you. Could go and ask questions to. Oh, did you ask them any questions? Yeah, I asked them, if you ride into town on a horse at four o'clock <laughs> on Friday <laughs> and you leave us like, <laughs> no, I didn't ask you the question. <laughs> it. I didn't ask them a question. So yeah, no, it was just the, the puppet, but then it got me thinking. And then I Googled it and like the prime minister of Sweden in like 2011 had said that it sounds more like Norwegian. Gotcha. So it doesn't even sound like So Swedish. he even threw it under the bus. It was yep. like, ah. But then there's no other mentions of it anywhere, of it like being raised. So like one guy once a decade ago was like, yeah, probably not. Gotcha. Okay. I get you on the ists. Yeah. Okay. I feel you. All right. Well, so this story comes from McKinney, Texas. Title is 12-year-old Texas boy sets yard on fire with Christmas gift family says. I like how they had to put 12-year-old Texas boy. Like, 12-year-old Texas adult? Yeah, why Why couldn't you just say 12-year-old boy sets yard on fire? Well, 12-year-old Texan? Because they're taking, are they taking pride in that? He's a Texas boy. Yeah, born and bred. So this comes from McKinney, Texas, where uh, where Erica's family lives. Oh. An experiment with the Christmas gift set a Texas family's yard on fire that, on Christmas Day. That's the last time we get Jimmy five-alarm hot sauce. <laughs> he got that Tesla flamethrower. 
CNN reports 12-year-old Caden received a magnifying glass as a Christmas gift. All right, there's, here's what I love about this. First of all, they're citing CNN as reporting. They're like the more local yeah, right? channel. <laughs> like, after the impeachment's done, CNN's scrounging for things to report on. Yeah, right? They're like, uh, what did Johnny get for Christmas? Well, which is weird because it's like, this is 2000, I mean, this story comes from 2019 Christmas, mm-hmm. and it sounds a magnifying glass. It's like, what is this, 1940s? <laughs> what you get? I got a safety pin with yeah, eyes drawn on it. It's like, he's going to get bullied at school. He's going to go back to school and be like, what'd you get? I got an Xbox. Oh, what'd you get? I got a drone. What'd you get? A magnifying glass? <laughs> but I set my yard on fire with it. Bet your Xbox doesn't do that. <laughs> So according to CNN, Nisa Lynn Parsons says her 12-year-old son was really excited by the magnifying glass he got as a gift. She thought he wanted it for reading, but he tried to see if he could light a fire with it instead. Like, does your kid have that bad a vision? Well, that's the that's <laughs> the worst parenting ever, right? We thought he might need it for, for reading. So instead of getting his eyes checked out... <laughs> he's, he's now in the Guinness Book as the world's youngest person with cataracts. Jeez. <laughs> According to Parson, he went outside with his brothers to use the sun to burn holes in newspapers with his gifts. This is so old-timey. Like, who has newspapers? Yeah. With 12-year-olds, like, let me get my stack of the funnies. Yeah. Or who has a lawn in Texas? You know what, though? I think this is actually the how uh, season two of Making a Murderer starts. <laughs> However, CNN reports that wind blew embers on the lawn, which caught fire. Then the Christmas lights started to melt. Oh, those Christmas lights. Well, now, they were in the lawn. They were, like, post on post versus, yeah. like, on the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anissa also shared the story on her Facebook page, and there's a video of them putting out the fire with hoses. I you lo- would think in Texas they might use urine. Yeah. But <laughs> they actually used they actually used hoses. Which I love that someone's, like, recording it while everyone's like, let's put out this fire. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'll, right? I'm going to record this. Yeah. Every- I mean, I would. Everything was under control until the boys came running into the house telling us that a corner of the lawn was on fire and the Christmas lights were melting, Parson wrote in her post. I think Very that... unusual framing there. Yeah. Everything was under control until they came running into the house yeah. saying things were on fire. They were like, the fire in the backyard was yeah. under control. That was cool. We had just that, got was a con- control. that was a controlled burn. <laughs> for our other kid, we got a butane torch for for Christmas. <laughs> Parson says the family jumped to work and was able to put out the fire immediately. The mom says instead of a tragedy, the family has a Christmas story to remember. So how much trouble do you think this kid is in? None. I mean, they seem pretty high spirits about it. I went on her Facebook page and she is pumping the hell out of it. Yes. So just uh, I'll just read the first sort of. She has Munchausen by magnifying glass. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to read this the first sort of two sentences of her Facebook post about this instance says Christmas Day was memorable. Christmas Day was memorable, to say the least. My 12 year old son, Caden, who is an avid reader, an honor student and interested in science, asked for magnifying glass for Christmas. Why does she need a post? And not only is he an avid reader, an honor student, and interested in science, he's also an arsonist <laughs> and not allowed in Australia. <laughs> he's on a watch list. Like, he may have been the one. <laughs> it's like a basketball player asking for basketball shoes. No, it's not. It's like a reader not being able to read. Yeah, right. We thought it was for reading, but instead he tried to see if he could light a fire it's with like it. It's like a basketball player asking for like old-timey converse Yeah, it's just, and short shorts. I, the whole fact that they thought it was for reading like blows my mind. Yeah. 
like, oh, maybe we should get you some reading glasses. Yeah. Not a monocle, <laughs> a giant monocle. <laughs> Here's a gift certificate to the optometrist. jeez. Yeah, Here's your copay. So uh, she writes, we grabbed buckets. Justin turned the sprinklers on, and I grabbed blankets to smother and trap it before it could spread anymore into the neighbor's yard, Parson wrote. I like how they're like, oh, we'll just turn the sprinklers on. Like, yeah. Yeah. And there's a picture of the kid. It's pretty funny. And the whole family's in their Christmas pajamas. Yes. And so according to his mother, Caden was shocked and surprised to see. Oh, I his... thought that was his shirt. He's giving himself like a front wedgie. Yeah. No, no. He's he's uh, that's that's lower pants. That I thought is. that was a long shirt. No, no, no. He's wearing a plaid plaid upper and lower plaid on the top or and the bottom. Yeah, right. According to his mother, Caden was shocked and surprised to see what his magnifying glass was capable of doing. I, as a kid, that's the only thing I thought magnifying glasses were capable if of doing. If he's 12, an honor student, and wants to be a scientist, um, he should have known that when he was like six. Yeah. So it goes like this. In bugs, fear, in order, magnifying glass, insect spray. Anteaters. An- an- anteaters, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like their natural enemies, number three on the list. <laughs> So what do we think about this? I think it's fun that someone didn't think about the consequences of the gift they were getting yes. someone. If you asked me for a magnifying glass, I'd assume you're going to light something on fire. Yeah, absolutely. It. Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those things that, you know, when the arson happens and they're like, they know how it started. They're like, oh, this was started with a big lighter. Mm. Like, how could they trace a magnifying yeah, glass? Yeah, true. It could be lasers. How could? Yeah. Someone shot a laser. Yeah, Absolutely. I think it's hilarious that this was on Christmas, that it was a magnifying glass, because it makes me think of the Christmas story with the BB gun, and uh, yeah. you'll shoot your eye out. It's like, you'll light the lawn on fire. <laughs> You're going to light the lawn on fire. <laughs> no, I'm not. And the kid goes outside. <laughs> I don't know. When the kid went outside with newspapers, a magnifying glass, yeah. and the sun, I'd be like, yeah, yeah no, no, Johnny. Yeah, right? Uh, and he looks, like, he looks like a future arsonist. Kind of has that vibe. Yeah, he does have an, ar- an arsonist vibe to him. Now, have you ever lit anything on fire with a magnifying glass? Uh, I can't. Nothing comes to memory. I've obviously messed with it because I was a teenage boy in the eighties. Yeah, you've probably lit a doobie a little with kid, it. A little kid in the eighties. I have tried that actually. <laughs> that is a true. I have tried that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have smoked pot via a magnifying glass. Okay, I have done that. That's before. what this kid was trying to do. Essentially, behind. yeah, I've done that. Definitely. In my life. <laughs> you and this kid have both lit grass on fire with a magnifying glass. <laughs> there you go. Ah. Uh, so, yeah, this is a pretty cool story. And we'll post a picture of the kid because this pose is pretty funny because he's like posing for the camera, giving himself a front wedgie while his. And it looks. Fa- and his face shows that the front wedgie hurts. Yeah, while his family is furiously putting out a fire behind <laughs> him in matching pajamas. <laughs> Except his don't match. I mean, he's got a different top than everyone else. Yeah, that's true. There's a, there's a whole lot going on. So we'll post that. And uh, yeah, we hope that they continue to pass on this Christmas tradition. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about the time I put out a fire? No. I was driving down the road and like the ground is smoking, but there's no grass. It's like beauty bark. Uh-huh. So I get out. I stop my car. I'm like, that's weird. I'm like, there's no fire. Like, It's hot. It's uh-huh. definitely hot. And s- smoke is pouring out of the ground. So I call the fire department and they come out and they're like, oh, what happens is someone throws like a cigarette butt and it gets, it's like a deep fire. Yeah. So they, they let me put it out. Nice. Yeah. They gave me the bucket. I got to pour it on and oh, turn it cool. on the shovel. Did you get, and they got paid for it, obviously. They got paid oh, for yeah, it. Yeah. I took some pictures with them. <laughs> they thought I was an idiot. And then they show up to a house fire. They're like, anyone who's watching want to give it a shot? <laughs> We're a little hungover. <laughs> We're looking for a volunteer <laughs> from, from the neighborhood. All right, I like it. Yes.
And now, it's time for Strange Stories from the Time Capsule with Dr. Henry. Old Japanese scrolls show that in the 1500s, people used to engage in a funny but truly disgusting game where the players would try their best to outfart the others. Weird News Stories, Pod Duh. This story comes from pressfrom.info. That's a news source more reliable than a pharmacist that uses Common Core math. Is that... I'm not sure I even get that reference. Is that... So that's the, the, the math the kids are using now, but the goal is not that you got the correct answer, but you did the formula right. Well, how can you do the formula right and not get the correct answer? Well, so you did, you did the steps, but the numbers may be wrong. Gotcha. Yeah. So you don't want pharmacists to get an incorrect <laughs> answer. Yes. yes. And then they talk a little different. Like, you want to take four groups of seven of this pill tonight. You're like, what? Yeah. So the story goes, Pablo Escobar's brother released a foldable smartphone that he claims can only be destroyed by fire. Nothing of acid, <laughs> n- ninjas. <laughs> For years, Pablo Escobar's brother worked as an accountant in the brutal Medellin cartel as it reinvented the global cocaine trade. Now he's reinventing the smartphone yeah, game. pretty much. Now he's got his eyes set on a new market to disrupt. Smartphones. <laughs> like, like, what, what market are you disrupting? Cocaine distribution? <laughs> Roberto Escobar, 71, is releasing a foldable phone through his investment company, Escobar Inc., it's called the Escobar Fold One, and it's named after his brother. Oh. Fold One was Pablo Escobar's nickname, apparently. His Christian name is <laughs> Fold One. I like how he co-founded the cartel and then dabbles in consumer electronics. Escobar Inc. CEO Olaf Gustafsson told CNN that the screen is made of a proprietary plastic that makes it almost unbreakable, claiming that it is the most durable telephone screen on the market. It's made up of half plastic and half ashes of our enemies. <laughs> and leftover cocaine. <laughs> the proprietary plastic is cocaine residue. <laughs> the phone works great, but you may not want to get pulled over. Yeah, absolutely. You cannot cross international borders with it. It will make drug calls for you automatically. I wonder if it's strong enough. We did a story about a guy that uh, someone shot an arrow at him and yep. his smartphone stopped it. Yep. I wonder if it's good enough to stop an arrow. Uh, apparently, to them, it is. All right. Prices start at $349. The phone uses Google's Android operating system. That's, that's a solid deal for a phone. $350? Yeah. And it folds. Apparently. Yeah, but when it, it folds like a euro. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it does. Like a, versus a sheet of paper. Like a taco almost. Yeah, like yeah. you can put sweet, sweet <laughs> internet. <laughs> you can put some meat, some cheese in there. <laughs> Our phone has gone through rigorous testing, Gustafsson said. The only true way to break our phone is to burn it, which I would imagine an average user would not do. I would imagine the average user is buying it because they're fans of the Escobars and they're drug dealers, and they're probably going to try and flush the phone and then burn it. <laughs> we, I love how you said we've been through rigorous testings. We've shot guns at it, we've shot rockets at it, and it's eaten Juan's mother's cooking. <laughs> It's made it through all three. The only way to destroy it is to say, Siri, the cops are on to me. <laughs> and then it blows up. <laughs> I love how they figured out setting it on fire is the only way to get rid of it, right? Yeah. He's like, trust us, all of our board of directors have set these on fire, <laughs> and it is the only way. 
The company was formed by... Yes, don't bother subpoenaing us for anything. <laughs> the company was formed by Roberto Escobar in 1984 as a holding company for assets and value protection for the Escobar brothers, according to its website. How is it legal that this has any money? Yeah, it explains a little bit later. There were at the time quite a bit of them, of these holding companies. Pablo Escobar was reportedly responsible for trafficking 80% of the world's cocaine during the late 70s and early 80s. Forbes put Pablo Escobar on its list of the world's billionaires from 1987 until 1993. Escobar was shot and killed on December 2nd in his hometown of Medellin while a fugitive from Colombian authorities. Okay, so that we've got the backstory now. Yes. He was a billionaire, and then they're squandering their money in the cell phone game. (laughs) Roberto, his brother, surrendered to the police in 1992 during a crackdown of the Medellin cartel, and he spent 10 years in prison for drug-related crimes. You know, he had 10 years to go like, how do I smuggle a cell phone into jail? Foldable screen. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Roll it up! You roll it up. You roll it up. I love that you can be responsible for 80% of major drug in the world and only get 10 years of prison. Yeah. No, it's pretty sweet. (laughs) Here's the app that's going to sell it. You're going to open up your tablet into like a little screen. And then it's going to have lines that will look like cocaine, and it's going to look like you're sniffing it. Oh, But it's really just It's going to have lines just where to put the cocaine, right? Yeah. Like, follow this line. <laughs> it comes with a little cut-up credit card. <laughs> yeah, it's got a scale built into it. <laughs> After his release, he set up a tour of one of his brother's homes as a business, and once claimed that he discovered a breakthrough in finding a cure for AIDS. You know what that cure was? What? Burning it. <laughs> <laughs> Now half blind and half deaf from a letter bomb that went off close to his face in prison in 1993. intense. Roberto has dreams of becoming a smartphone maker by following in the footsteps of Samsung with its Galaxy Fold. So his his innovation is copying someone else's (laughs) innovation. (laughs) It'd be cooler if, like, the phone became a bomb. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Oh, that was the Samsung Note. (laughs) That's already been invented. (laughs) right. We want to beat the competition, Gustafsson told CNN. We figured out very fast that if we make a good telephone that folds for a reasonable price, we can sell many units. And that is what is happening now. Oh, so it's already available. Yeah, it is out, man. I would totally buy it. But you are on a separate article where this guy, Pablo Escobar's brother, Roberto, is suing Apple. He's suing Apple for $30 billion. <laughs> For, quote, cheating the people and selling worthless phones, unquote. Yeah, he's like, I'm used to selling high-grade A Colombian Colombian phones. phones. (laughs) Here you are selling grade B out on the market. And if you listened a few weeks ago, we did a story about the country of Colombia suing Walmart for a sweater. So this is is very funny that Roberto Escobar is suing... Suing Apple. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, those Colombians have it out for the uh, United States. They do. So what do we think about this? I mean, I'm down with a cool phone. However, it does look like you just walk around with a taco in your pocket. Yeah, it's, it doesn't look great. It looks like a tablet that you can fold in half, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, that's a foldable tablet. Yes, <laughs> essentially. Uh, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's nice. I'm glad that he's, you know... God is a business outside of prison, (laughs) right? That's like on the up and up. But the question is, where did he get all the money to invest in this? Yeah. Wouldn't they sort of seize his accounts and stuff? You would think they would, but Colombia obviously has reasons to keep it in Colombia. Yeah, true. We'll see see if we can get these anywhere. I would totally buy one right now. Yeah, would you really? 
Yeah. They do, it's funny. They don't say the name of the company, do they? Yeah. Escobar One. Oh, yeah. Escobar Fold One. Yeah. I, it's kind of cool. And it, it's crazy. I want to learn more about the bomb that went on, the letter bomb. Yeah. Right? It's in stock from Escobar Inc. for $349. Works on all networks. One it comes the- with a list of contacts in it. <laughs> you need some cocaine. You need some uh, Le- so, someone to take somebody out. <laughs> you need a mule. <laughs> The pictures, the first three are just like chicks in, in underwear. Yeah, so you if you Google Fold One Phone, the first three pictures and videos are just chicks in bikini, not bikinis, they're in lingerie. Yep. Folding the phones seductively. <laughs> folding up the taco. <laughs> they have my family. I have to do this video shoot. <laughs> Exactly. And there is a lot of information. CNN's doing it. Vice, there's a lot of... So it's a legit thing that's out there right now. Yeah, so according to Vice, um, the Fold 1 is a rebranded FlexPay. F-L-E-X-P-A-I. Gotcha. I don't know, 350 I would buy it. Yeah, why not? I might read a couple reviews, check it out on Yelp, see see what they're they're giving it. Yeah, I like it. That's it for today, folks. We want to thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed our Time Machine episode. Where can the fine people see Louis Fox this week? This week on Thursday, you can catch me at a Kraken game. I'll be hanging out, watching the the boys tinkle the uh, ice rink with their skatey tinkle? feet. <laughs> Do you say tinkle or tickle? Uh, we can go either way. I think you want to say tickle because tinkle is like peeing on <laughs> just, the ice. They're just peeing on the ice. That's all they're doing. <laughs> I'll be hanging out in the restroom at the Kraken game. Uh, what's up with when you go to the bar and the like the trough urinal's full of ice? Oh, it's the greatest thing ever. Yeah, but like why? That's one of my favorite things in the world to do, actually. Like if someone were to rank like what is your five favorite things in the world, that's got to be at least number three. Like peeing in ice at a bar. <laughs> I, we, somehow we had a ton of extra ice, and so I filled Ella's toilet with it in her bathroom, and she was like, what the hell is going on? Well, you don't want to poop in it. <laughs> She's like, I got to crap really bad. You want to pee? Yeah, it's you know, gonna, that's no good. It's going to get weird. But peeing on it, that's fine. <laughs> All right, so that's where the people can see you. Yeah, and then on the 11th, I'll be at a uh, roller derby uh, bout in uh, your old neighborhood. Oh, White Center. I, didn't you just do one of those things? Yeah, we're we're... we're Empty nesters. We're getting out and about. We're oh, seeing yeah. stuff. We're doing Some things. Go to Arizona, Florida. You guys go to roller derby in White Center. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're not that bougie to go to Florida or Arizona. <laughs> Where are you at this week? I am hanging out, and then uh, we're going to Dallas on a little vacay to see uh, the family. And uh, Elvis is getting to meet the other set of grandparents and all the cousins and aunts and uncles out there. So uh, yeah, we'll be out in Dallas. We're gonna I'm gonna take her to Lee Harvey Oswald's grave that has been determined. Nice. The last three times we've been to Dallas, I've asked to go. And it hasn't happened, and this time I demanded. If I recall, probably, it's unmarked, right? It's like the the Oswald yeah, just says, family plot. Yeah, it just says Oswald, but yeah. uh, same with like John Wilkes Booth. It just says Booth, you know? Yeah, and you're like, is that but the guy you know, that invented the phone you know. booth or the murderer? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, folks, if you want to send us a message, you can do so at info at oddandoffbeat.com. We sit, post all of our old news stories on oddandoffbeat.com. You can also get... Uh, any past episodes, wherever you got this episode at, please leave us a five-star review if you have time. Also, you can support us 
by clicking on the Patreon link on our website. That's right. For as little as a few bucks a day, you can get postcards from the road. You can get weird swag. You can get Matt to send you uh, photos of the grassy knoll from Dallas. Yes, yes. I should go back there, actually. I should take Elvis to the grassy knoll. Yeah, you definitely Put her should. on the X. I should put her on the X. <laughs> In the middle of traffic, just lay her there. <laughs> <laughs> do it. And there's a big X where JFK got shot. Yep. And then you could take her to the book depository and she can lay in like the sniper hutch. Exactly. All right, folks. Well, we want to thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a weird week. We are out. Bye. Gracias por escuchar el podcast de Out Enough Beat.